0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David
2: gas. Welcome back to another big week of the Jack and Flash show, right here on SEN Tassie. 1629 on your dial, or for the people at north of the state, 1611 SEN track, northern Tasmania, and right around the country on the SEN app if you're listening on the mainland or you might be listening all over the world. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's. Real estate experts, and on the other end of the line, it's David Flash, Lithgow Flashman. Welcome to another show. Good morning, veteran. How are you feeling? Not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, chugging away nicely. A little bit of 360 hosting last night, which got sprung on me late, but uh, I've copped eight hours, um, and we would usually do our little preamble meeting, sort of mid-Arbor yesterday, which I couldn't get to, so we had to do it late last night, And for the listener out there, one of the most outrageous things I have seen on a Zoom meeting, and don't, don't get me wrong, there has been some outrageous things happen on Zoom meetings since hey, it's become the most the predominant way of chat in COVID times. That was you in your spare bed, no top on taking a Zoom meeting for today's show. Do you owe me an it's apology? Sure you certainly owe me and Mitch Scott, our wonderful producer, an apology, don't you?
3: I'm not certain this need to be uh, straight off the top this morning, to be quite frank, but um, I thought we were all pretty good mates, so because um, we work around you all the time. Our life schedule is pretty much around Jack Riewoldt's schedule. Um, I had to get a bit of a sleep in before you eventually got to us about 11.30 last night. So, um, you know, again, mate, whatever you need, I'm here for you, pal.
2: Well, we'll do you a favour. We won't release the
3: photo that, that I
2: took last night. Happy... Did Happy with across. the
3: spin move at basketball, which uh, flukily went in, but I,
2: I don't think we need to be seeing me with my um, chesty bonds out. Yeah, no, we won't be doing that. And a shout-out to AJ from, obviously, Win News. He's in charge there for uh, clipping that little spin move up for us last week when you were representing the media team, raising some much-needed funds for Canteen. Do we get a final figure there from Canteen? I think 5, it was 000? about
3: five grand, which is... Very Tremendous, good. yeah. It was a it was a terrific thing, but it's just basketball fever here, mate. I'm telling you, it is all about the Jack Jumpers tomorrow night. But we need we need Perth to get rolled tonight to we keep the get, dream
2: alive. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. We're very very lucky that we have got well certainly the man that we would vote as coach of the year uh, and let's hope that the NBL counterparts do vote him as coach of the Absolutely. year Scott Roth he'll be joining us on the show today so very exciting so if you want to get involved as always call us on 1300 42 15 shoot us a text on 0437 552 535 or tweet us at sen tasi. now let's go through the jack jumper situation flash because you have teased it there a little bit So the situation as it stands at the moment, the Jack Jumpers currently sit in fifth position uh, and they have played 27 games. So one more than the team, two teams above them, uh, the Illawarra Hawks and the Perth Wildcats. Illawarra, we we can't catch them. We could end up on the same amount of victories as them, but due to percentage, they're probably going to finish third. The Wildcats is the position that we we could snavel when we snavel right at the last second. So the way it plays at the moment the Perth Wildcats have played 26 games they've also won 16 games they've only had 10 losses as the Jack Jumpers have had 11 their percentage is uh, 2 six points above us so unassailable I would have thought in a two game swing for them they've got two games remaining as the Jack Jumpers only have one the big one is that tonight at 9:30 um, eastern standard time so the game is being played over in Perth they will be playing the Illawarra Hawks, who sit huge. one above them. And there's been a big injury. I can't remember his name out of the Wildcats recently. Flash, you might the, have him.
3: Yeah, the, the import law's done. And he's actually done for the season. And that really that really changes the dynamic for the Wildcats because, you know, that law and cotton duo, is that's for me having, you know, watched everybody live this year, that's the number one duo in the game. So huge shift. And, of course, just extending from that, Jack, with... Illawarra, you know, they want to still finish in front of Perth, so they've got everything to play for as well. That's the key. Whereas you touched on it um, offline, the Melbourne team tomorrow, do they go full strength against the Jack Jumpers? which will be interesting because they've obviously secured their spot. So there's a few little things to happen. But tonight we're absolutely focused on Brian Gorgian's team um, heading out west and getting the job done. And then tomorrow night is an absolute... Bumper! That's Cannot
2: right. wait. So we will know the results of whether the the Jack Jumper season is alive uh, when we wake up tomorrow morning. Um, it will probably game probably finish at about eleven thirty tonight here. Hopefully, as you say saying, Flashman, the Illawarra Hawks can do the job on the Perth Wildcats, and then tomorrow, uh, Saturday, April twenty three, five thirty p.m. at the MyStank Bank Arena, they will be hanging from the rafters if the season is still on the line. The Jack Jumpers need to win against the ladder-leading Melbourne United. Uh, and then if we do win, and we have beaten Melbourne United this year, we beat them over here in Victoria, it all comes down to the last game of the year. So if the season pans out the way we'd like it to, the Wildcats will be playing Sunday against the South East Melbourne Phoenix, who haven't been in the greatest form. And, of course, uh, Tasmania had a fantastic comeback win last week to beat them. Mm. Gee, the last oh, game of the come season. Come on. Mm. Come on.
3: Just give us something here, the basketball gods, because I can't we wait. We deserve to at, it. We deserve it. Um, Scott Roth, I can't wait to talk to him. You and know, I have been talking about this all week, how excited we are to get a you know, a gauge on this, the pre-game, a day before this game, how he is feeling. But what a, an amazing job they've done. Um, galvanized us all Jack hasn't it everybody Bernie Devonport Launceston Hobart everybody in Tasmania has got behind the jack jumpers and sitting at 16-11 one game to go which is like if you put that in NBA terms it's a 50 it's a 50 game win season you know so um, potentially missing the finals with the 16 and 12 record would be a bit disappointing but what an extraordinary year it's been and of course the big news we'll talk to Scott about that the will Magne signing which is huge He's obviously, and that's the good part about this, Jack, is they've done all this without their premium big man um, for most of the year.
2: Yeah, you're right. He's probably the 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 one player that we expected to have the biggest impact on. Most important uh, player. Most important mind. player. So, I think so, yep. Uh, we're, so, yeah, as you mentioned, Flash, we will be chatting to Scott Roth just after the 7.30 news. So, um, we are looking forward to having him aboard. It is another big weekend in sport in Tasmania. Obviously, a lot of local sport. Uh, happening, but also on the national stage, we've got two AFL games happening in the Apple Isle. Uh, the Kangaroos, uh, who have made their home down at Blunston Arena, will be taking on the Geelong Football Club on Sunday in the early game, a one start there. Uh, and then the big one for you, Flashman, is up at Utah Stadium on Monday, on Anzac Day, uh, which is such a great addition to the calendar now that we're getting multiple games on Anzac Day. Hawthorne Football Club, who have been solidified in the north for a long time now, will be taking on your Sydney Swans. Oh, now,
3: I listened to you last night. You're a little bullish on the Swans. I've tried to tell, been trying to tell you for two years, but you, you've come around to that little party, I think. Is I that think, right?
2: I think it's been just drilled into me that much that... The Swans are, are good. That I've just said something without thinking, which, surprise, surprise, that's probably what happens most of the time. But how do we feel about uh, the crowd for these two games? Go- is this a, well, I suppose... Sell, out, f- in sell, sell out, out in Launceston. Sell out in Launceston, guaranteed? Done. It's done, yep. So You've got a story swan- on the Swans rating here, don't you? Well, Swans
3: have an enormous um, fan base in Tasmania, and it's something the Sydney are well aware of. Every time they've come down here, they have a crowd which well exceeds... Um, Most of them. Now, we don't see Collingwood S and Richmond too often, but take away that. um, that, It goes back to the 80s, the Warwick Kappa days, Jackie Boy, when we didn't have a team to barrack for down here. I was one of those small children. We watched Sundays and the Whiz coming out from the goal Square. And there are so many Swanspaws in Tassie. It's quite remarkable. So they will... Uh, it'll be interesting. They'll have as many sports as Hawks supporters there on on Monday. That's traditionally the couple of games they've played. North Melbourne-Geelong is an interesting one, Pup. You'd like to think they'd get ten or 12,000.
2: Mm. Um, What's the pass, Mark? Because this is it actually is a really good look. test case. And, and all eyes are going to be on the crowd because that's been the, the, yep. the push from – or the external noise has been about people going to the football – is this the first chance Tasmanians have got to vote with their feet to go along to a game at Blundstone Arena?
3: Well, uh, it is. Um, Launceston tick, as we mentioned, this is a different kettle of fish because you know North Melbourne, you know, they've done a good job coming down here, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but they don't have any fans. Let's be frank about it. Um, no one goes to go and watch North Melbourne. They go and watch Tasmania, and they'll do that until twenty twenty six. So it's an ongoing problem. Uh, cats have got a reasonable support base down here. I'll give it an unders and overs of 9,500. Radio, radio. Well, we we'll will chat
2: that. all things North Melbourne with Hugh Greenwood, Tasmanian. Hugh Greenwood, Lauderdale boy, later in the show when he's going to play his first game in front of his home crowd. Send us a text or a tweet, uh, 0437 552 535, or tweet us at Essien If you'll be going along to the footy, uh, and uh, if you aren't going to footy, well, what's the reason that you aren't going to one of the marquee games that we see on the weekend? Now, another thing to do with AFL football, uh, and I think this man's probably become the most important uh, person in the Tasmanian push, has been uh, Alastair Clarkson. Now, Clarko's been to America once. He went over there and caught up with his Seattle Seahawks. Uh, yep. and Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, who's... Very, very uh, innovative, innovative. Sorry, in his thinking in terms of team culture, team leadership, and the way things go um, with uh, with obviously the NFL and the Seattle Seahawks over there. Now he's over uh, in the mo- at the moment. Sorry, he's over in the states again, uh, catching up with the uh, crew at the Golden State Warriors. Who so haven't they just found themselves nicely cruising along the Golden State Warriors, second favourite for the mm-hmm. NBA championship. Uh, NBA championship. Sorry, so that's not a. Most important thing right now, we are talking about Clarko, but he had this to say during the week, Clarko, on what okay. the U- what he's doing in the USA for this Tasmanian bid that we have now.
4: And now that we've um, been able to announce some decisions down in Tasmania around the stadium, and also, um, and also what what it might look like in terms of um, the, the the equity of the of the club, then I've come across here again to. Uh, just consolidate some of our some of our thinking, and some of our strategy around uh, the bid for for the 19th team. So uh, a lot of hard work to go. You know, some of some have indicated that the uh, resignation of Gill and um, and also Peter Gutwin have, have been hiccups. and in actual fact we're pretty resolute. Um, we're just we're just getting on with the job, and uh, the only thing that's going to stop us. Um, is the AFL Commission in July or August knocking us back? But um, until then, we're going to do everything we possibly can to uh, to put a pitch to the AFL. That's going to be pretty hard to refuse. Love you
3: to know what I love there? You know what I love there? The we. It's all about the we 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 we. Look, Kenny. Secretly, let's just get. To, has he trying secretly to secretly on air? <laughs> are they try. They're trying to. Are they trying to milk a couple of years here and not let Clarko go to. Gold Coast, and he's the he's the one. We're going to get him on. We're going to keep him on the payroll. He is the coach of Tasmania. I tell you what, I'm listening to that, and I'm I'm hearing a lot of we and us, and not you and them type conversations.
2: Well, he, he's invested. Jesus. And in, even in my conversations with Alistair Clarkson, which happened in Church Street, just outside Baker's Delight, <laughs> he was he's talking he's talking we 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 Oh, the other no, thing he's floated, is, uh, he's been talking about the Green Bay Packers over there, which uh, for in a professional sporting sense, uh, the NFL and a lot of the sporting teams over in America are privately owned. The Green Bay right. Packers are one of the very few sides that are owned yeah. by the people. Correct. Uh, uh, the ownership model, David, do you think that there's a capacity to have a 50-50 split? So we know that um, there's some big players in Tasmania at the moment with a lot of money that could put it into Tasmanian football. Is there a chance that the government may own half and someone else could tip in half so we could have a sort of semi-private ownership model? Uh,
3: Firstly, um, I should have trademarked that because as you well know, I made, as a Green Bay supporter that I am, I made that comparison eight years ago. Now, everybody's using it. Wisconsin, Tasmania, there's so many similarities in terms of history and heritage in, in the footy brands in both countries. Um, that really quite annoys me. I definitely should have got some um, cash sorted out there because I've been banging on that for years now. Clarko's reeling it off like it's his... Anyway, good on him. Because he's right. Um, there are so many comparisons between the two. This is the thing. This this is like, with the Jack Jumpers, the galvanising, you know, fan supporter base that just want to support Tasmania. They don't want to support North Melbourne. And this is what the people don't get. And... You know that local community where you could have a an ownership um, from everybody in Tasmania. It feels right. I like the idea, to be quite frank, and um, it works well in Green Bay. Although we've choked about four um, NFC um, finals games the last few years, but we won't talk about that. It's it it, it sounds. I like it. You, do you like it? Yeah, I no, think it's terrific. I, I
2: think I think handing ownership back to the people is very definitely very important. Well, Flash, where 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 Forecasting ahead here, and thanks to the team okay. at Power Solutions Tasmania, yes. myself and you, we're going to pick our fantasy Tasmanian dream team over the next month. So, if Tasmania exactly. to come up with a team next year, 2023, yes. who would be liking the side? So, today we're going to pick our starting defenders in the side, and we always love to get our uh, listeners involved in this. So, you can text us 0437 we'll 552 535 or tweet us at SEN Tassie. So I want you to have a little bit of a think about that over the show, Flashman, and we'll come together at some point and we'll discuss who should be the starting back six for that first side in Tasmania. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.
1: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash. With Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. I'm Guess, guess,
2: guess. Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on Essie and Tassie and Flashman. Cop this for a uh, highlight moment. I am in oh, the yes. studio here at Essie Melbourne, and the great Adam Gilchrist is in the studio next door. Am I fanboying, fanboying right now? Look
3: at him Gillian too. Goss, it's yeah. oh, a good program. Yeah. Is. yeah.
2: I told him I'd go on the show next week for him when we're over there in Perth. All but.
3: started here in Hobart, of course. Too don't forget that when he made that uh, the big partnership with Justin Langer over two decades a couple ago. Couple WA boys, a couple of WA boys. Well,
2: Flash, I teased this just before the break there, uh, and of course it is thanks to Power Solutions. We are going to pick our fantasy dream team. I uh, haven't given you a lot of time to do it, but this is no. this is as the side starts uh, for. Let's say round one next season, 2023. Who will we liking the side? We're going to pick the defenders this week. And as we go through yep. the weeks, we're going to be picking the lines. We'll even do a bench. Um, and finally, we might even do a captain and vice-captain. So, you want to go first or are I going to go first?
3: Well, no, I'll go first. Okay, um, right. uh, Look, I, I think this is a real strength of the Tassie team um, before we get there. And because there's a bit of good experience that you can put through there. Jeremy Howe for half-back flank. 200 games this week, of course. Um, congratulations to him, the Dodgers' ferry boy. Um, that's a no-brainer. Uh, I've got Ryan Gardner at center halfback, And Aaron Hall in absolute career form, Jackie Pupp,
2: on the other half-back flank. Rightio. Rightio. So go through those again for me. Howe, Gardner, Hall. That's my half-back line. So you've, you've picked all Tasmanians. Yep. Wow. You've gone down that path. Okay. Howe. Gardner from the Bulldogs. Yeah. And, and Hall. Okay. Yeah. Rightio. Okay. Do you want me to go with my halfback line? I do. I do. Well, <laughs> I I haven't gone as strong with the Tasmanians. No, uh, No, no, no. I, I've, I've got some in there, but I've got Tom Stewart uh, yes. from Geelong. Alex Pearce, the Olsen boy. Uh, yeah. From the center f- or fullback, I'll say, yeah. from yeah. Fremantle. And Nick Vloston. yeah. So Vlosten. how old's how old's Jeremy Howe? He's nearly, th- he's thirty. Yeah. Gardner's young. Yeah. Aaron Hall's nearly thirty. I've gone. Yep. Stewart's twenty-nine. Alex Pierce, he's twenty-six, uh, yes. and uh, I think he's he's he may be in a leadership role for me. Uh, and of course, Nick Vlosten, the interceptor from the Tigers, twenty-eight he years old. Yes. You've got arguably the two best interceptors in the league. Yes, you do. In the back there. All right, halfback line, far away. No, that was my halfback line. Oh, sorry, fullback line.
3: Look, so I've got Tom Stewart in the back pocket. Yep. Um, I've also got the hottest defender in the country uh, at fullback, and that's Tom McCartan. Yep. Yep. what a an incredible, credible time he's had. And I also had Nick Vlosten I mean, the almost your most important player.
2: Um I've got him stay in the back pocket. Rightio, So you've gone pretty similar to me in the in the back line there. Yeah. Reel them off. So we've gone Stewart and McCartan. Vlosten yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you put McCartan in. You love yeah. him. You love the yeah. Sydney boys. All right, yeah. my my well, I've gone half back line, full back line here. James Cicely, uh, I've got him in there. Uh, three interceptors are Sicily, Stewart and Vloston. I've gone yes. Sam Taylor. Now, I think Sam Taylor is – I've forecasted a little bit forward, David, in terms of um, I'm worried about next year, but I'm also looking yes. to the future. Uh, and, and a bit of a bit of a shock, I've gone Isaac Quainer from – from Collingwood, he's a
3: good. I like him, yeah. No, he's I, I like, I like he's got him. I
2: some bounce. yeah. I oh, know he's one of my uh, he's one of my go tos. Uh, any any players there you think may have just missed out? I, I've gone, Weedering was right tipping there. It was either Weedering or Taylor for me. I did have McCartan in there, uh, and hasn't that turned into one of the strongest backs? Well, key pillar posts. The two McCartan brothers up there in Sydney, Daniel Rioli. I was very close to having in, I think he's having arguably an all Australian season this year. Jake Lever. And Stephen May, obviously the two key pillars for the Melbourne Football Club. Just missed out, Flashman, but there's still spots on the bench for me. I just had
3: a text here from Xavier from Sandy Bay who wants uh, Mick Hurley at centre-half back. I just can't find a, uh, a spot for Mick, I don't think.
2: Um, yeah, it's good. good. Good concept. Good chat. Okay, so we will do the running side as we go through the, uh, yep. through the next month. We'll be able to put them up. On the social medias, uh, the platforms that we've got. Uh, don't forget, though, you can text us 0437 552 or tweet us at SEN. Have your say on the SEN Twitter page about who you would have in that starting back six for the Tas- Tasmanian team if they were to come in in season mm. 2023. That, of course, is all thanks to Power Solutions Tasmania. A couple of the texts, though, Flashman. And we spoke about uh, the North Melbourne versus Geelong game on Sunday. Uh, David has texted him twice. He goes, You wouldn't know the game he's on for North Melbourne. There's been no promo at all, which is disappointing. And then he's followed up with another one. He goes, I'd rather spend $250 courtside at the Jack Jumpers than go and see the North Melbourne Football Club. So it just shows the power mm-hmm. of the Jack Jumpers currently down there. And the Jack Jumpers are certainly the flavour of the month.
1: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Livdale.
2: Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on SEN Tassie. And what a big, big weekend it is in Tasmanian sport. All eyes will be on the Perth Wildcats versus the Illawarra Hawks from RAC Arena over in the West tonight and one man who will be watching intently with of course the future of his own side, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers in the balance is the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers coach Scott Roth who joins us on the line. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. How, uh, where, where will we find you tonight? It's obviously a big game, and the Wildcats have been a part of your life for, for a while there. Where will you be watching uh, the Wildcats versus the Illawarra Hawks, or will you just wake up tomorrow and see what the result is?
5: It'll probably be some kind of combination of that because it's past my bedtime when they start to play. So, um, you know, I'll be at home. I'll, I'll obviously be tuning into the game and seeing what happens there. There's obviously a lot of drama to be... Yet to de- yet to decided uh, what's going to happen, so um, it's an exciting time for the NBL and uh, you know for us to still be in the mix and people still talking about us is this a great credit to uh, our players and, and my staff and, and the work they've done this year?
2: You, you must look back on on well, I suppose it's nearly too early to look back, but on reflection, could you have dreamt in your wildest dreams that a team coming in in its first year in the small state of Tasmania with what many people have described as a uh, lesser talented list be in this position where we are still in striking distance of playing finals basketball in our inaugural season. You, you must be pinching yourself.
5: Well, I think there's a, a couple of things with that. One is, um, you know, sports is um, a wonderful thing because you don't play it on paper and um, you have to put a team under the court and, um, we have a team, and a team built uh, with all of our guys contributing, all of our guys doing the right things, and all of our guys uh, valuing each other. Um, those are hugely important things, and and you know we never put a cap on top of uh, this season and just say, hey, it'd be nice to be tenth or ninth in the league, and it's our expansion year, and there's not a lot of expectations, and let's just go out and have some fun this year. Uh, we weren't in that mode from day one and I wouldn't allow them to be in that mode. And, um, we were always on the attack. We were, you know, two and six at one point, but we felt all along that we were doing the right things and the players were a hundred percent buying into what we were doing. And, um, we got a couple wins under our belt that were important, obviously to, to start to turn the thing the other way. And, and then they went, uh, 14 and five, uh, after that. So, um, we, we, we believed within ourselves that we could be very competitive, uh, play very well if we were doing the right things and putting in the work and being a team, and uh, it snowballed from there. Scott, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Can I can
3: I take you back uh, to when you took the job on a bit over a year ago? Now, um, yeah, coming come to Tasmania, mate. What was your real focus about starting this venture? What when you when you came to the Apple Isle? Um, what was the key indicators you were looking to get this show on the road?
5: Well, I think when I first took the job, there's a lot of people that said, you know be a high scoring team and find a bunch of athletes and throw lobs and be exciting for fans to come watch. And there's, you're not going to win in your first year, but put an exciting product out on the floor. And one of the first things I did was I started traveling up to the north, uh, all the way up to Alverston and through the area there. And then into Launceston and created the bloodlines, which was basically former players and coaches that had been in the state for the last 20, 30 years, and started talking with them and asked them if they can get on board with us and create this bloodline of history of Tasmania. And the same things kept coming out of there was toughness, grit. We're an underdog. We want teams to play hard. And that all fell in line with how I was raised and how I played. And uh, when I got back to Tasmania and back the Hobart and, and started refocusing, I did the opposite of having wanting a high-flying team that would score a lot of points and not stop anybody. And my whole philosophy all along had been let's be gritty and tough and, and, and fly around and be def- defensive-minded and just start a foundation there and see where we can go with that. And uh, that was kind of the main focus for me. And then the second one was I wanted character and culture. Uh, I didn't care so much about talent. We have talented guys, but I wanted high-character guys that would represent the state the right way, and I wanted to build a culture that would be sustainable in good years and bad years. And that's been my main focus from day one. It'll be my main focus today going into practice and into tomorrow for United.
2: Now, Scott, uh, I did catch an image from your visit to Government House during the week to go and see the governor there. And, of course, the boys were in their fantastic Tasmanian green, I'm going to call it, blazers, which is a part of that bloodlines that you've spoken about. But the one person that didn't have a blazer on was yourself. Surely you could have maybe got a little little (laughs) extra one thrown on for the inaugural coach of the jack jumpers
5: well we uh we uh, made it so that the uh, roster players um, if you notice their numbers are on their blazers of when they were signed so the 12 roster players are uh, numbered Uh, that will continue on hopefully many many years after i'm gone of every time we sign a new player in the market they'll have that coat and their number Uh, the developmental players uh, just wore black sport coats And then the coaches, we were just going to wear our black polos that we had because you always see us in green. So we kind of stayed in a unified setting uh, for everyone else. But, uh, yeah, they look very sharp in those coats, and we hope that that is one small piece of culture that is sustainable here and continues on long after I'm gone.
2: Uh, I love the fact that you've spoken about, and we are chatting here to Tasmanian Jack Jumpers coach Scott Roth. Um, I I love the fact that you've spoken about uh – identifying with the Tasmanian people and the travels that you've done have, have been well documented and you've spoken about them today about going out and finding out what Tasmania is actually about and what Tasmanian basketball is about. The defensive side of the game did, has that even gone above your wildest dreams in terms of Tasmania now are known as this ferocious defensive team that just turns the ball over. You must be so proud of, of, of the way the boys have played and did you think they would be this good defensively?
5: Oh, well, actually, yeah. Uh, I I hung my hat on that. That's I've been a defensive coach. I'm actually a little disappointed that we're not ranked higher than we are. I think there's a lot more room for us to improve. Um, you know, when we lost Will Magnay, we had to change some things slightly and not be so aggressive in some areas because we had no shot blocker back there. But the, the guys made a really good uh, adjustment during the course of that time without Will being there. But... Um, I felt all along that if you're going to get into the playoffs, if you're going to get to the grand finals, if you want to win a championship, uh, the way to get in has always been defense. And if you look over the last X amount of years, uh, three of the four teams are always the top defensive teams in the league that get in. There's always an outlier of some sort, but the consistency of why United and Perth are always in there is because their defense is so strong. And I thought, again, it was very important that, one, we reflect – Tasmania and the people here are being hard working and and gritty and I also felt that it was the way that uh, we should build this franchise from the beginning that when you put a jack jumper uniform on uh, you're representing this state but you're also coming here to play defense and and fly around and and sacrifice and um, that's been kind of our our thing that we've uh, hanged our hat on all year and tried to stay as consistent as possible. It's not always been great but it's been something that we've been able to hang our hat on.
2: So run me through the the big game, uh, obviously, last weekend against the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, we were down at halftime. Big three-pointer from weeks just before halftime. And then the moment that probably symbolizes the whole Jack Jumper season is that block by Josh Adams, the game-winning block. Were you, have you replayed that to the boys much during the, the week? And were you in, as, well, were we, in as awe as much yeah. as what we were when we saw it?
5: Yeah, I mean obviously uh I had just mentioned yesterday in practice to one of the coaches that we haven't had a block shot since Will Magne left. Um and that was the first one that I've seen that was actually a legitimate block shot from the weak side. And uh you know, the timing was great. We were up at four at that point and if that one had went in it wouldn't have been a two point game and still things would have been in the balance, but it was just a great play by Josh and great timing and um yeah, they played a very you know, tough-minded, gritty second half, and, and our defense got back on track, and I think we held them to 31 points in the second half, and our offense started moving a little bit better, and uh, they just kept fighting. And at halftime, you know, I just said it was unacceptable what we're doing out here and had a few choice words, but they respond all the time, and, and they're accountable to each other. And um, I thought the biggest play of the game, to be honest with you, was the first play of the, of the second half when uh, Joe Chi actually blocked – a layup and it went right back out to Jack uh, McVeigh for a three and once he saw the ball go through the net uh, it just I think eased everyone's mind that you know we're right here and uh, we're on our way and I thought that was just a huge play that probably got overlooked.
2: Been Fantastic Jack McVeigh. there now you have mentioned Will Magna a couple of times great to see him recommitting for a further two seasons yep. hasn't probably had the year that he would have liked in terms of getting onto the court this year. But it's uh, certainly uh, great to have him signed on for two more seasons.
5: Yeah, I mean, to have him and Kenny, uh, Matt Kenyon back, um, again, two defensive players, two impactful players for us. Uh, the bottom line is we have our eight players back, which I'm excited about, uh, of locals. And I think there's need to – you have to have some consistency and, and expectation. So knowing that those guys will be back uh, in our market and, and ready to go when the season starts next year – um the transition will be very easy and um will's been a huge factor of what we've been doing and he still had a huge upside and i still think he's worth uh, although there might be some risk there i think he's still worth the risk and uh he's very impactful when he's playing and and uh, we're excited to work with him this summer pardon me your winter and um and get him ready to go
2: now, do you put a call across to the Wildcats coaching staff? Because you have been an integral part of the Wildcats prior to coming to the Jack Jackjumpers about tonight's game and maybe help them out and give them a few tips ahead of the <laughs> must. Oh, well, well, don't give them any tips, but just say, hey, boys, help us out here a little bit. We, we, wanna, we want the Illawarra Hawks to win because the Jackies are on the march. How do you see tonight's game playing out between the Wildcats and the Hawks?
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll say it again this morning to our group, and I said it yesterday. You know, the the basketball gods will take care of what they need to take care of. Uh, for us, uh, irregardless of what will happen tonight, um, we get to play the defending champions tomorrow at home in a packed crowd, uh, potentially our last regular season game of the year, and that's our focus. And we have a great opportunity. I wouldn't want to play anyone else other than United to finish the season off. Um, I have great respect for Dean Vickerman and that group and they have championship pedigree and it's just a great moment for us to go play our last game there and it may have more meaning uh, one way or another but for us it should be just we're playing our last home game in front of this crowd and and this state and we just need to come out and, and play as hard as we possibly can and represent ourselves well.
2: I love the chat about the Tasmanian crowd that, uh, that you've obviously played games at My State uh, Bank Arena and also been playing at the Silver Dome as well. Yep. Is, is there a better environment than my state bank arena when it's been pumping? And it has been pumping for every single game since that first tip-off against the Brisbane Bullets uh, four or five months ago. It, it, it must fill your boys and you with just absolute, oh, just, I suppose, just the emotion that, that, that the home crowd brings. Certainly worth a few baskets.
5: Yeah, I mean, the fans have been fantastic. And, you know, the reality is we probably haven't done a very good job of getting out and about because of COVID and our restrictions. And the fan base, to me, is we're just scratching the surface to get out and about and really grow the fan base. And we want that to be the hottest ticket in town when we go to play. And uh, they've been fantastic this year. And, you know, obviously, Perth has a bigger arena, and they pack it in over there with 14,000. But to be in our building – with about 5,000 in there and and sold out and it's a very intimate place to be playing and a a great home court advantage. Uh, There's no better place. And, uh, you know, I have reminded the players every now and then to look in all four corners of this building, meaning my state bank. And when you see people up in all four corners, uh, they're coming to see you. And there's not a lot of arenas where people are up in the four corners uh, because it's not full. And uh, it's just a great um, testament to these guys, hard work and, uh, we're very thankful for the community uh, rallying behind them.
2: And before I let you go, Scott, uh, amazing scenes and really heartwarming scenes of your family coming to Hobart. Are they still in town? And how good was it to finally see them after well months on the road and, and months away from them?
5: Yeah, they uh, they actually went back about two weeks ago. There's a bunch of things got to be done back at home that I haven't been able to get to yet. And one would be a new house that I built a year ago that I've never seen. <laughs> Uh, so they've, they've headed back, but, you know, I hadn't seen my wife in 14 months, and um, I was very, very, very close of, of just going home before this season started and calling it a day. And uh, to get her over here before Christmas was, you know, obviously incredible. Um, never in my wildest dreams, I think I'd be away from home for 14 months and not see my family. And then uh, four months later, 18 months later, um, I get to see my daughter come in the market uh, for two weeks in between her work. So uh, I was very emotional. Um, I missed a tremendous amount of things over that course of time. And um, uh, it was just fantastic to have them here and actually see what was going on and be in the arena and watch the players and get to meet the players and and just see what Tasmania is all about. So it was an emotional time.
2: Great scenes. um, Great scenes. Yeah,
5: very thankful. Very thankful.
2: Well, Scott, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And best of luck this weekend.
5: Appreciate it. Thank you so
1: much.
2: Go Jack Jumpers. Go Jack Jumpers. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.
1: Harrison Agents to buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lidgate.
2: Welcome back to another massive hour of the Jack and Flash Show, right here on SEN Tassie 1629 on your dials, or if you're the northern part of the state on SEN Track, it is 1611, and across, of course, sorry, right across the country on the SEN app. We of course here thanks to Harrison Agents to buy, or sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. As always, in that first hour, and now into that second hour, you can call us on 1300 421533 or send us a text 0437 552 five two. 535, shoot us a tweet, at at S-E-N, Tassie. Now, Flashman, a very, very big week of footy. There is games littered across this weekend. And, of course, it is a big weekend with Anzac Day and Anzac Day Eve. But there is games littered across this weekend that have a big, big impact on what the season looks like going forward.
3: Yeah, there it does indeed. We're just starting to get to that period, aren't we, where... um it's just happening in front of our eyes. It's starting to take a little bit of shape, five, six games. What is it, eight games, Jackie boy, when you start to feel a little bit like it's settling in? We're, we're only a week or two away, aren't we?
2: Yeah, no, you're right. I, I think we're probably uh, eight or nine. It starts going pretty well. Uh, but I, I think, um, you yeah, know, it's it's interesting. So I, I, I'm thinking, though, uh, for me, yeah, nine nine rounds in, we'll start to find out where the season sits and, and, and what people are doing now? The big game, uh, the big game tonight. The GWS Giants is the one yes. that we will chat about early on here. And of course, Toby Green, uh, big, big. Uh, oh, I suppose in in. Well, I suppose it's been the big story since last year when he was fined, uh, was suspended for six weeks. He comes back tonight, uh, and the Giants need him, don't they? They
3: do, and he—he's just monster for them, isn't he? And I mean, the last time we saw him, of course, was down here in Tassie. That final was the action where it all happened uh, at York Park, and he's been a huge loss. They've been a little disappointing for me. The Giants—I—I I had them on the verge of top four again. They've been so consistent every year, but those Saners, hey, I look—I couldn't—I couldn't see this coming. I saw a mid-table finish at best, um, and now they're just perhaps on the heels of the the best couple of sides. Um, This is a big test because Giants have to win tonight. So we'll get a good read on St Kilda, I reckon.
2: And, of course, Flashman, you're interested in in Dusty
3: Martin. Oh, absolutely I'm interested in Dusty Martin. I caught on 360 last night. Um, For those that missed it, there's some murmurings just starting to filter through about the champ.
2: It's been a while since we've had the... uh... The media brigade camping out in the uh, in the car park there. Oh, well, you know all about that.
3: They used to run away from them. The, yes, on that's right. They're back. Buses. They're back.
2: Flashman. They're back. They're hiding behind cars, hiding behind yes. trees, hiding behind rubbish bins, to be that person to catch the first glimpse of Dustin coming back to the club. And look, to be honest, what I spoke about on 360 last night is that they're still we're still in the dark a little bit about where, when and where Dustin will come back. Um, the murmurings are that he's back in Melbourne, but um, ultimately, well, well, forget about the murmurings. Have you been talking to him. I no, mean, you're, I, you're I, I've sent mates. him a few messages. Haven't heard back sure. from him yet, so I'm still giving okay. him some clean air. But I, I think, sure. uh, look, to be honest, it's, it's just about getting him right and getting him healthy, and yes, uh, that's the the main thing that um, that we want. Yeah, we want him to be back, and when he comes back, we want we don't want uh, we know that it's going to be not it's not going to be plain sailing for Dusty straight away. He's still he's going to have his ups and downs and. No doubt he'll have them for, for a long period in his life to come, but it's about getting him back in the best possible um, mental health and, yes. and health uh, for, for us. So we look forward to having him back in the in the wall so we can keep him close, and then hopefully we can get him back out on the field sometime soon.
3: Now, Jackie Pup, um, anyone that's watched you play football here in Tasmania, and since you're a little Clarence under 9, under 10 sort of operator, no one whinges to umpires more than you. Talk about arms out sort of operation. That has been a signature of your uh, littered history. You've always had a bit of a a whinge and a gripe. We can't do it anymore. Are the players getting clarity now for this week? It's, everyone's talked about the arms up situation. Where do you, I know where you sit on it privately? I'm interested to see if you say this publicly. Actually, to put you on the spot. Thoughts? Ah, uh,
2: just <sighs> it's, be truthful. It's, it's, it's inciting. More hatred towards umpires, and it's they're not they're not the ones. the The AFL have decided on that yes. this is the way going forward. But uh, I think this is my this was my play last night. I think the first person that gives away an arms out fifty metre penalty this week, the rule gets named after them. There's so many rules, uh, <laughs> and whether they're actual rules or they're regulations about games all around the world that get named after the person that thought of that rule or like I was pushing to have that sort of the, the little sort of kick in the back marking rule named after me. Still <laughs> sitting in the uh, the inco- incoming at AFL house. They haven't got around me yet. Mm. But can you imagine? Let me, play, let me paint this picture flash, well. man. Toby Green, oh. the new co-captain of the Giants. Six weeks off, he's come back. He's kicked the first goal of the game or what he believes to be the first goal of the game. He's pushed a player in the back. Turns around and because he hasn't been out there for five weeks, has a mental blank about the rule. Puts his hands out and says, "You've got to be joking, umpire!" And then, Toby, that's fifty. Let's go. I reckon could be named to Toby Greenwell this one. So, no. In all, it's just it's interesting. It, uh, you cop a bad. Sometimes most, most of them happen when you cop. You feel yep. like you've copped the raw end of the deal, like a bad decision. So, let's say, and umpires make mistakes. Let's say there's a bad decision, and you don't agree with it, and you put your hands out. Not only have you cop the bad decision, you've then got to march yep. yourself fifty metres backwards to the opposition goals, and it's a bit of pill to swallow.
3: It is. I was. Listening. I was interested in what Kane Corn said about um, Scotty Penderbury. He said he's just. He's just got a line through to the AFL, and um, that's not what Scott thinks. That's just what he's just. He's just blurting out um, the company policy. Um, I really do see this from both sides. The, the concerning thing is Jack in in looking at it from a diplomacy perspective. We want umpires doing this game, and we want umpires at all ranks. And I know there is no umpires, so it, it is a. It is a challenge. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard one. Oh, we're going to find a bit of clarity. This weekend's going to be fascinating to watch how this unfolds, I reckon, because can you imagine um, this becoming a, a game issue, like it with 30 seconds left on the clock, and Jack Riewold has and turns around deep in the forward line, and it's a turnover, goes back down the other end. You're
2: playing the pies. I'm like, Anyway, I mean, it. Teammates will be running from everywhere to knock people's hands down. Don't put your hands up. Don't put your hands up. Keep them down. Keep them down. Flash, I want to talk to you um, a little bit uh, about the game on Monday. Uh, It is the spectacle of the Anzac Day weekend, and that is the – Essendon versus the Collingwood uh, Colling Football Cup. Now, I was seven years old. I went to uh, six years old, sorry, uh, 1995 when they played that first game of the MCG. And, of course, that was a draw. Nathan Buckley comes screaming through the middle with about 10 seconds to go. Decided to pass it when Bucks could probably kick at 65 for that one point. But yes. where does this sit in terms of games during the year? Is it is it the outside of the grand final? Is this the pinnacle game that if you were an AFL player, you'd want to be involved in?
3: Um, oh, I guess so. Uh, it's, yeah, it's an interesting one. It, it's obviously been exclusive product um, to Essendon Collingwood, albeit now we've got a few peripheral games that have been played in West Australia and we've seen the Swans and Hawks this week, which is a bit of a sideshow to the main event, isn't it? Um, it's a huge game. Uh, It was good to see Mick Mulhouse back um, at Collingwood, but just as a by-the-way, Jack, giving the comments here yesterday, he was actually, he embodied everything about Anzac Day, didn't he? As did Kevin Sheedy, two forefathers that really set the scene here. But look, not for me. I mean, it's a huge game, but it it doesn't, it's not a finals contest. And you know the thing is, Essendon and Collingwood haven't been much chopped for a while. Collingwood have been okay, of course, but Essendon have been rubbish for 20-odd years. Is that... A bit too harsh but so i i don't i reckon they find a I, leg
2: on these no, like, they these find sort of a days. leg
3: i get that but they haven't they haven't challenged for top four since 2000 you know so maybe that's taken a bit of the sting out for me look i'm a huge fan of the product it's great but finals no not for me
2: and of course the big game uh, which i'll be involved in the night before is anzac dave now my Little sneaky firm belief is that I believe Anzac Day Eve is starting to maybe become, in terms of a spectacle, on par with, with Anzac Day. There is no better stage than a quiet MCG. A loud MCG is unbelievable, but if you have a full pack to the brim yes. MCG, 100,000, 90,000 sort of setup, the lights are off, everyone's got their torches on their phones now, and The horseman is walking around with the flame to light the cauldron. (laughs) Let me tell you, David, you will find hairs on the back of your neck you never knew you had. And that is one thing that I cannot wait for Sunday night, Anzac Day Even it's a big game because... Huge. It's I suppose it's the the last three premiers, Uh, of course, Richmond 2020, 2019, and Melbourne last year, 2021... Uh, will go off against each other. What are, you, what are you thinking, Flash? Are you giving the, the Tigers boys a chance?
3: Uh, look, I, I just, you know, I haven't been as bullish as you have. I think it's an enormous game, and I'm sure certain you'll lift for it. I see the Tigers as a mid-table team, and uh, that's where you're at at the moment, sadly.
2: A couple of big outs for the Melbourne Football Club. Lambert's the one. What Lambert? I want to talk. Can I t- touch on him quickly? Yeah, quick no. Here? Far away. What's the question? Well, look.
3: We'll, Kane Lambert, where's where's he at?
2: Uh, he was close this week. Uh, he's yeah. played a couple of halves at VFL football, but we okay. it's it's a longer-term approach with him as well. We don't want to go sure. out there and just ruin him in one week. And, of course, there's a whole lot of emotion with this game. And guys want to go out and play in games like Anzac Day. But Are you bullish? You bullish? On us? Yes. Uh, I think we match up pretty well with the Dees. And, of course, the two yeah. outs, Viney and Lever, come out for the Melbourne Football Club. of course, Marlon Pickett is probably the only one. Hugo rouse the two injured players uh, that are out at the moment as well. So we'll find out a little bit more about teams uh, today when their full squads are announced. So one big game, though, Flashman, and we're very lucky to have a game on Anzac Day Eve in Tasmania is North Melbourne versus Geelong. And up after the break, the Tasmanian North Melbourne star, uh, he gets his chance to play in front of his home crowd on the weekend. Hugh Green will join us right here on Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.
1: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Livgate. I'm Jack, hey, it's a guest, guest, guest.
2: Welcome back to Jack and Flash right here on Essie and Tassie and Flashman. One thing we absolutely love on this program is when we can get Tasmanians on that are applying their trade at the national stage, even the international stage. And one man, he's done both actually. He's been over in America playing basketball, but he came back, played for the Adelaide Crows, now applying his trade at the North Melbourne Football Club and gets the opportunity to play on the Eastern Shore, where he's from, that, of course, is Hugh Greenwood. Welcome to the show, Hugh. Boys, thanks for
6: having me. Thanks for the pump-up.
2: Yeah, no, very good, mate. Well-deserved pump-up. Well-deserved pump-up. Uh, obviously, multi-sport champion, mate, so we love having you on the show. Second time we've had you on. Uh, mate, how do you feel? You're going down to Tasmania, going to Blunston Arena, not far away from where you grew up, and you get to play an AFL game. You must be absolutely pumped. Yeah, it's
6: um, it's special, and it was, uh, it was a big reason for for jumping uh, to North was to, to have opportunities to play in front of uh, friends and family down in, in Hobart, and obviously a ground that's probably only 10, 15 minutes from where um, I grew up in Lauderdale, so um, I'm very excited. It's our first one of the of the season, and obviously Geelong getting a big club uh, down there is really exciting, so we're pumped.
2: How many tickets What's the? Uh, have they been coming in left, right and centre this week? Are we talking, what, well, over 30?
6: <laughs> the, if, in a perfect world, yes, but I'm only new to the club, so I can't be asking for 30 tickets uh, straight off the bat. I've got to earn my stripes. So a few mates have uh, had to bite the bullet and buy their own. Uh, but <laughs> if, in a perfect world, it would have been close to that, and I, I guarantee there'll be more than that coming to the game. But no, I, I, I thought I'd better take it easy before I start uh, Yeah, banging down the door for 30, 40 tickets.
3: Hugh, good morning. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, tell us about your new role. Uh, you've you've really gone into a, a different environment again. Where um, I guess you're, you, know, I guess you're somewhat used to playing with a lot of youth. But you've you've come to an organisation that's uh, doesn't have a lot of senior players. Obviously, you've got your Zeebles and your Goldsteins, etc. to not there. Obviously, with his, with his issue, which is well documented. Um, yeah you've had to be a leader straight away, looking from the outside in. And is that is that how you feel about it all? Yeah.
6: Um, I, I knew that was going to be going to be part of the challenge, coming to, a, again, a group that's um, quite inexperienced, um, quite hungry for sure, but definitely inexperienced. So, um, obviously coming in, having experienced a lot in life, but still feel like I've got a lot to experience in footy. This is only my seventh year in the system, I think. I haven't played 100 games yet, so... I think people think that I've been around for a while because I've been in a couple of clubs. and um, So I've got plenty of life experience, but footy experience, I still feel like I'm learning a lot too. But um, at the same time, I have been thrown into a leadership position. Um, thankfully, the position and the role that I play is um, a pretty easy one. It's just go in and have a crack and um, help out the, the midfield group. So I'll continue to, to do that while also taking a backseat to these young guys to let them flourish. So... I'm just here to provide everything that I can to help those guys improve and take the load off those guys while at the same time trying to trying to build and trying to learn and, and get the, the most out of myself as well. So it's been certainly challenging, obviously, with, with some results. Um, but we knew that coming in, but we're still, we're still positive and we're still uh,
3: determined and excited in the direction that we're heading as a footy club. Terrific performance a couple of weeks ago, Hugh, on the back of that 100-point loss up at, the, up at Sydney. You really gave yourself a... A real chance. Um, just starting to get a few of those kids back. There's no Taran Thomas yet, as we know. Um, I guess that, that that's something that you're really looking forward to. You would have loved to be knowing that you're playing in the third or fourth year of Taran Thomas's year because he does look like a star. How is he travelling from a Tasmanian perspective, um, firstly?
6: Yeah, Tassie boy, he's um, a Tazzy boy. He's a Tassie boy. He's um, he's obviously a, a, an incredible talent. Um, freak injury, and thankfully we're getting him back a lot earlier than we uh, we anticipated. He just does things in games that you guys see, but then at training he just does even more stuff. So he just obviously the X factor gets thrown around a lot, thrown around a lot. But he does that and more. So. Um, obviously, spent a fair bit of time up four, but now we're getting him through the midfield rotation, and with him and LDU and Jai Simkin and these guys, it's, and Will Phillips, Tom Power. So, in, in years to come, it's going to be it's going to be really, really exciting um, with Tassie, with I don't think there's a ceiling for him, and um, I think he's starting to learn that with the way that he's training and the way that he's preparing himself. that if he has a real red hot dip at it, um, the world's his oyster. So. We're really excited for him. Really mature kid. Um, obviously, he's only—I think it might be his fiftieth game this weekend. So, uh, but he's already taken on a leadership and a mentoring role for some of the guys in the VFL. So, um, he's, he's a really, really exciting player, and um, I'm sure Tasmania is proud of him, and we're proud of him at the Footy Club. So, he's going to be very, very good.
2: Now, Hugh, uh, we did—Dave just just mentioned the performance against Sydney. Obviously, disappointing last week. Uh, good Friday football mm. to go down the way he did. How does David Noble? Uh, review a game like that, and, and is there a an approach of just yelling and screaming, or is it more casual, calm? Because clearly you've got a young list, and you're not going to perform at your best every week. Uh, there's going to be inconsistencies. It'd be interesting to know how how David looks at the the weekend's performance.
6: Yeah, Nobbs, another proud Tasmanian. Yep, um, another proud Tasmanian. So. Um, he's a very passionate man, a very competitive man. So he's um, he's not afraid of a spray, but he's also um, he's also realistic. He sort of knows the direction we're heading. And you talked about inconsistencies, and we saw that in that game itself. We come out and get done by eight goals in the first quarter, and then we actually win. That we actually, uh, I think we win from quarters two and three. We're actually. Um, Outscored the dogs, and then obviously the fourth quarter we got rolled again. So we're getting inconsistencies from week to week. But we're also getting them from quarter to quarter, which we understand is is going to happen. But we can't have we can't afford two or three goal lapses. We can't afford six, seven, eight goal lapses like we've seen in Brisbane and we've seen um, against the Bulldogs. Granted, granted, those teams are a, a quality side. And then in the other three games, we've we've been right amongst it against the Hawks, Sydney. Um, who was the other one? Uh anyway, the three games that we didn't get blown out, we we gave ourselves chances to win. So um, we'll, we'll have the same expectation going into this weekend in terms of how we addressed it. Uh, obviously, he's very, very disappointed. But he sort of asked, asked the same question, like how do we produce this in the first quarter? Then how do we produce high-quality football in the second quarter? So we're just sort of addressing... Um, why our lapses are so big and where we can tighten things up to give ourselves chances to win.
2: I well, think you're talking about the win in round two, of course, against the West the Coast West Eagles. Big win against the West Coast Eagles. Now, uh, you've been following the Tasmanian push closely, mate. Uh, how are you uh, feeling? Take the North Melbourne jumper off. <laughs> how are you feeling about the push and discussions around the Tasmanian side, possibly entering the competition in the not-too-distant future?
6: Yeah, I've seen a few hurdles with obviously Gil and Peter stepping down. However... If you just look at the back of what the Jack Jumpers, I know you've been following the Jack Jumpers, how how much fun and excitement and um, just vibe that they've given the state, and how much success they've had in their first year, um, it's awesome. And then off the back of that, we've seen our state teams, our twenties and eighteens, our eighteens medal. I think they got a bronze at knows, which
2: is, very good. So I know
6: that. Yeah, I've been following them. Like, oh, that's just that that didn't happen. Obviously, going through junior programs with Tassie basketball, it was unheard of. But in recent times, where we're competing on the national stage and i think that's just from what it's been able to do the kids 18 16s 20s they're going and watching the jack jumpers games and they're going in their backyard and they're playing basketball and they're going and, and investing more time into basketball so um, we're seeing what it's doing for the state so i just can't imagine um what that would do what afl team in tassie would do for um not, not only the competition um because we've seen the basketball teams taking over the, the national stage but what it would do for for kids in tassie and pathways in tassie so, I'm optimistic for sure. I know we've got people in place down there doing all they can. I know you're a big driver for that, so it would be uh, it would be incredible. And I'm still holding out hope. The next couple of years, we'll see a team down there.
3: Hugh, I watched most of your college career, um, at least half the games uh, in New Mexico, etc. Do you still? Do you still think? Jeez, I wouldn't mind playing this. And you look at this Scott. You look at the Scott Roth. Oh, the back-slapping defense-first attitude, grit and grind—that reeks of Hugh Greenwood for mine. Can we see you in a jumper, <laughs>
2: Hugh?
3: We,
1: oh mate. in a jersey, playing. playing out of my <laughs> state. Can oh, we see? You'd ya. love it.
3: You'd love it, wouldn't you?
6: Oh mate, you know, you know, I would be the first. With my hand up. I, sort of, I had a year to run in the Gold Coast contract, and if that hadn't worked out, I would have been. Uh, I've sort of been planting some seeds behind the scenes to be involved yeah. in some way, but um, I think I'll be at North for a little while longer. Um, so That's I'm going to take on a 33, 34 year old development player. I think I'm uh, I might be out of the question down there at the Jack Jumpers. Maybe the Chargers if I'm lucky. <laughs> Stranger, <laughs> Stranger, 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 Stranger things have
2: happened. Stranger things have happened.
6: Well, yeah, here I am at North, so strange things have
2: happened. Oh, Who mate, knows? we wish you the best of luck playing down there in front of your home crowd. Best of luck to North Melbourne. What is a big stage, uh, Anzac Day Eve, mate, and uh, go out and get them.
6: Oh, well, mate. We'll see you in a couple of weeks as well, mate. Good
2: luck to you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. There we are. Hugh Greenwood, Tasmania star. Maccas have got some very special basketball camps. You're keen to get in. your sorry, keen to get your kids involved in. And the man in charge of that in the North Estate is Nathan Anderson, and he joins us on the line. Nathan, welcome to the show.
0: Good morning. Thanks for having me, Jack.
2: Now, Macca's on your team basketball camps are being held these school holidays in Hobart, Launceston, Devonport. Can you run us through what's been going on there?
0: Yeah, certainly can. I think, um, you know, from a, a basketball perspective, also just good to hear Hugh Greenwood on the line as well, being a former Tassie junior. But um, yeah, look, these camps, we run them through each region in the state. So Hobart, Launceston and Devonport. And um, they're conducted by our high-performance staff, so our um, high-performance coaches, and we get um, some of our high-performance athletes involved in, in conducting those as well. Um, generally, they're aimed at you know anyone that's keen to step into basketball or have recently taken it up, or you know, especially at parents that want to get their kids uh, you know doing something during holidays. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity for um, you know some, I guess, some basketball at grassroots level.
3: Good morning, Nathan. It's Flash here, mate. Thanks for joining us on the program. Um, you must be uh, almost having a little free hit at the moment with basketball in, in Tasmania. The kid, All the kids are playing. Uh, the jack jumpers are flying. The under-18s were terrific in the tournament we all watched uh, a week or two ago. Big bronze um, medal. Bronze medal and yep. probably were a layup away almost from a gold medal potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girls, the talent in the girls ranks is, is almost as good at the moment as well. Terribly exciting! You must have the best job in the world,
0: Flash. Thank you. Yeah, look, the, I think that's a great indicator of of a lot of hard work over the last seven years in our high performance program. Um, you know, a lot of those athletes have been involved in the Basketball Tasmania, FDP and SCP programs. Have had great coaching along the way, um, not only from Nick Martin at the moment, but you know previously Mark Radford, who's currently the assistant coach at the Jack Jumpers. So. Look, that, that's a great result for, our, I guess, our organisation in terms of um, you know, the time and effort put into some of these athletes to see them perform on the national stage. I guess Tasmanians in general, that's us batting above our average and, and pushing, the, pushing the envelope. So it's great for them, you know, the boys especially, to come away with a bronze medal.
2: Now, Nathan, I go to... I see kids playing basketball <laughs> down the park here, and they've all got their NBA yeah. top sign, <laughs> Golden State Warriors, LeBron James Lakers... Yep. how many jack jumpers tops are we going to see at these camps is, is and, and which player are you expecting to see on the back of most of them
0: yeah look there's a I think like flash said there's a huge following now the jack jumpers have definitely been a catalyst for junior participation we've seen it go through the roof I think um, from a jack jumpers perspective there's there's a few favorites out there I think anyone in Launcestons all over a Dean's top um, given that he's our best local player but um, yeah, I think Will Magne, there's quite a few singlets of his as well going around. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, I guess it's quite varied. But the best thing is that we're seeing those those jerseys out and about in, in the public space, which is exactly what we want from a basketball perspective.
2: Well, that's right, the Maccas. So thank you for joining us, uh, Noah, Nathan. We really appreciate it here. Maccas on your team basketball camps being held in Hobart, Launceston, Devonport, April 27th and 28th. And of course, if people want to register, they go to basketballtasmania.com.au. Nathan, thank you for joining us.
0: No problems at all.
2: Thanks for having me. Up next, Flash, uh, my favourite segment plagiarised from. Yes. Well, we just plagiarised it from the we want. Hot no, or not, you can join the conversation by texting in on 0437 552 535. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.
1: Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on SEN Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Liveday.
2: Welcome back to Jack and Flash here on SEN Tassie and Flashman. It is time for Hot or Not. It's hot. Real hot.
3: That's hot. Ah, hot. That's hot! that's hot, that's hot, that's
2: hot, that's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Nah, like, nah I'd love to bore out at them, yeah. Of course, you can get involved with Hot or Not here on SEN Tazzy. Text us 0437 552 or shoot us a tweet at SEN Tazzy. Flash, do you want to serve first?
3: I do. Now, Jackie Boy, hot or not? This is one a little bit close to your heart. The player's code is dead. Dead. After Tex Walker's comments about Trent Kochin's fine for kicking. Hot or not? Oh, that's not news,
2: isn't it? Not. 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 <laughs> no. We've invested some. Here. I'll tell you, it's hot in here right now in the studio. Here. It's hot with the air cons here. In Damn, hot. Damn hot. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, I just think... Um, Maybe Tex got a little bit more emotional about it and saw sort of more into it than what was there. Trent was obviously fine, two thousand dollars, I think, from AFL House. But okay. they don't—they don't look at players and go, "Oh, he's a good guy. Let's give him this and that." It's they—they they, they look sure at every about that. They, cut, just don't, uh, the AFL, yeah. oh, they AFL cut the heads off it and they look at the incident. You got a different view to that. Well, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that some players
3: through um, their repertoire or their history uh, haven't been looked at differently. I'm not
2: suggesting in this case. Mate, by the mate, way, it may but... be publicly, but not at AFL House. Mm. Righty Flash okay. man. Hot or not, Toby Green has been unfairly maligned over the course of his career. Ah, that's a really good question. Hot or not, actually, come on. I'm not,
3: not sure what doing it. I'm going to say hot. Oh, I'm just going to a... say... Look, yeah. he's look. He's so old-fashioned, isn't he? In the way he goes about things, he's got a little bit of sniper in him. Um, he whacks people behind the rolls all the time, and he's put his studs out regularly. But you know, he's all ticker. He's a seriously good player, and I, I yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I've
2: I love him. I love him as a
3: player. I love everything about him. So I'm going with
2: Hots. Yeah, no, I think that's hot news publicly. He's definitely probably maligned, but I, I look. If I could pick anyone to play with, oh. top three, top three quickly, Toby, Toby they? Green, Buddy Franklin, uh, and I would have loved to have played with Cyril Rioli. How good were they? Yes. Like, they uh, Toby Green is a genuine superstar of the competition, star. and don't be surprised if he drags the Giants over the line tonight. Got another one there, Flashman? I do.
3: Hot or not? A crowd of just fifteen sixty nine at Utas for Western United versus Macarthur shows Tasmania. Doesn't have an appetite for an A League
2: team just yet. No, it's yeah, that's um, that's hot news. Uh, it's ah. Certainly, the people are talking with their uh, with their feet there, and uh, it, t- soccer in Tasmania has always had a great junior participation and been very strong with the uh, the MPL down there. Uh, but unfo- uh, the Premier League, sorry, down there, and um, unfortunately they just haven't seen uh, enough people uh, at the A League games yet. So I know I think that's that's hot news. All right, Flashman, we're an honest show here, uh, and we're not going to lie, we had a few technical difficulties early on, and there was a reason that I Mm. asked all the questions to Scott Roth, um, that he doesn't like you, and he wanted all the questions asked by me. But Now, a few technical gremlins in the system, hot or not, you you were absolutely sweating bullets when your mic wasn't working about an hour ago.
3: Uh, I wasn't sweating bullets. But you were I rattled, rather, though. I, I, I would have rather the person you were talking about basketball to talk to the coach of Tasmania, the prodigal, the messiah, Scott Roth, than you, but I, I listen. I heard you, mate. You did a pretty good job. Hot news or not news, le-
2: you, were you rattled? Hot. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were genuinely, genuinely rattled. All right, I've got a real one for you here. Thursday night football. Now, hot news or not news? Thursday night football should be played every week. Hot or not? Hot, and I think as the
3: next TV rights go, well, I think I've got a feeling we're going to see some more split media companies taking certain nights like they do in the NFL. Um, I think it's absolutely hot,
2: everyone wants it. Oh, you no, no. uh, no, well, it's a, I think it's hot news that we haven't uh, that it's not being played, but hasn't it made me? I slid, slid nicely in the <laughs> little sort of three pronged set up at uh 360 last night. Uh, of course, Kath Lachlan, Nick Revolt, and myself hosting a little. I think we're calling it 360 remixed or something like that. So, no, it's, uh, I think, Thursday night. I reckon that the AFL might be holding this over for the next TV broadcast rights and go, hey, we've got this great product and we've got great numbers that show that it rates. We're going to roll it out every round in the next TV deal. So
3: Now, Jackie Boy, hot or not, this is an interesting one. Effort is the most important element teams must bring for consistent, successful football.
2: That's hot, yeah. That's hot, yeah. yeah no, that's hot. The, the two most important things in football are effort, uh, effort and intent. Uh, yes. They come as a combination and system. Now, who's the best club at that? Who can I just Melbourne? Uh, uh, quest, yeah, sure. So Melbourne at the moment uh, have effort uh, and intent, just due to the fact that there's an, a level of confidence around their football club that they they have. Well, they haven't been beaten for 220 something days, I think. Reigning premiers, everything is I going. See smoothly down there yes and the other thing is system if you've got a good system you can um it can sometimes cover up for effort and intent but if you do not bring effort and intent you'll be beaten by anyone absolutely anyone so look i think um at the moment melbourne football club in terms of what they bring in terms of effort and certainly effort and intent. It is. Uh, it's uh, the one thing that's setting them aside, and probably setting them aside by a bit of a distance. Flashman, in terms yes. of where they are currently sitting on the AFL ladder. Here okay. we go now, Flash. This is this is the big talking point for this for this program here. Ricky Ponting. Now he has been bandied around at coaching everything. He talk about coaching the Bellereve under twelves and down yes. at the uh, Bellereve Oval there, but Ricky Ponting has been spoken about as the Possible Hurricanes coach, the possible Australian Test captain coach. He's been talked about as being a mentor. He's currently coaching over there in uh, India in the IPL. Flagged during the week that the ECB should put a call across to Ricky Ponting. Is he a genuine candidate for the English cricket coaching job? on. Hold I'm actually
3: just, I'm just extending a few words here. I'm starting with not. No. Fake Nut. news, Nut. spam, yep. garbage, bulldust, all of the above non story. Give me a spell. They'd have to pay him twenty million. Alright, let's it? play the game.
2: Let's play the game. I'm gonna the yodeling man's gonna keep going. Five million. Do they get him at five flash? No. Ten million, do they get him at ten? No. Twelve million no. dollars. No. Fifteen no. million dollars Flash. No. Eight. 20 million dollars 20 sure. million, that's the number 20
3: <laughs> large <laughs> that's can where
2: you, it's at. Can you imagine if we picked up the paper and what would the English tabloids think if they signed the prodigal son of, of, of <laughs> I'm looking at Gilly across here through the glass in the studio next door and can you imagine what if I went in there and said hey Gilly the ECB have just offered punter 100 million dollars <laughs> over 5 years <laughs> to go over there and coach the England cricket club He's probably worth twenty million because you've well, got to get him out of Australia. We know he's earning a good clip over there in the IPL, and and we know that he's doing his media stuff here. Twenty million is the number. Mil, is that what 20 you're telling us? The number. I think so. Listen, I had a
3: little chat to the former Australian skipper during the week. Our our mate, our uh, program um, uh, co-host Timothy Payne, and he said, "Look, the checkbooks are unrivalled in English cricket. It's a chance." Wow! Well, come on now, there's million no dollars. chance. Not. Bit of NBA flash. What have you got there? I do indeed. Hot or not. Now, this is a good one. Ben Simmons will be the icing on the cake that propels the Brooklyn Nets, who are now 2 nil down against the Boston Celtics, back into champion chip
2: or ship contention. Of course, they call it the chip over there. Uh, no, that's uh, – I, I think it's not news. Zip and two Pardon? at the moment. Zip and two. Zip and two. Pardon? the it's, it's not news. Well, it's not news. No, no. Hang on a second. He's not playing until game four, and the season it'll be three and by then. Uh, it is. It is hot news, and I'll tell you why it is. Is
3: because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are exactly the two players that Ben Simmons will want to play on. He'll he's only going to play twenty minutes. minutes, minutes of, flash. He'll play twenty two minutes, and he'll give them punch off the bench. He's apps. That is hot news. If he can play well, twenty two
2: minutes in game four, why can't he play twenty minutes in game three? That, that's just come on, cod's wallop. Well, that's what I reckon. Well, you've got to watch on him. I don't. We'll no, see I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think it might be a throw at the stumps play to get him to play in game four. Uh, and to be honest, Ky- Kyrie and KD should be doing this anyway. Rightio. Mm. Uh, hot or not, our girl, Ariane Titmus, they've tried to take her up there. Anna, Anastasia Palaszczuk tried to claim her versus Katie Ledecky in the jewel in the pool in August. Will be an absolute rating smash. Hot news or not news? Hot. Absolutely oh, hot news, no question. It's it's a still Isn't a big event. Good?
3: Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Last one, Great. flash
2: before we go. And hot or not? This is the one very close to our heart. The Jack okay. Jumpers will make the NBL finals. Hot oh, or not? I'm going to say not. I don't oh, think you I don't absolute killjoy. Well,
3: you've no, you've got to just tell you how. it's... I just don't think they're going to. But. You know what? Get the Hawks up tonight, mate. There's be some excitement. I can't wait to call the game tomorrow night against Melbourne. That is let's just get let's just get one more day through and we're a chance tomorrow night and then the gods will be in the lap of the gods on Sunday.
2: Righty, yeah, I didn't say that was the last question, but we have had a text come in from Alex. <laughs> taking a Thank zoom you, taking a zoom meeting in bed is acceptable behaviour. Now you took last night's Zoom meeting in bed and we couldn't see what was below the covers, so I'm assuming you're Starkers. Is that, is that acceptable to have your Flash hot or not? Yeah, it's fine. It's
3: totally <laughs> hot. Nothing wrong with it. I was in private conversation with a couple of mates and I was in my chesty bonds and, you know, waiting for you as always. Always waiting for Damn. you, pal.
2: The Twitter poll says 20%, 27% yes, <laughs> 73% no in taking a Zoom meeting in your bed. Well, that's been uh, that's Hot good. or Not, uh, one of my favourite segments. This is Jack and Flash. We'll be back to wrap up shortly.
1: Harrison agents to buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison agents today on SEM Tassie. Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and David Lister. Welcome
2: back to the final couple of minutes of Jack and Flash. Here, uh, Flash. Of course, we love our fans getting involved with us on the text line. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. Ricky from South Hobart sent one in asking about you in the uh, Zoom setup, asking if it was a Moses on Enriquez type setup. Is he <laughs> true to that? Uh, no. Well,
3: yeah, no. No, no.
2: Well, no, flash. Hey, thank you, Ricky. Uh, there's been there's a lot of sport on this weekend, but Heaps. for Tasmanians, it is all about this. <laughs> The Jackies Uh, are on the march. Mm. It is a big week in Tasmanian basketball. And it all starts tonight. We're not even playing Flashman 9.30 from over in the west. The Wildcats versus the Illawarra Hawks. We will have our pom-poms out for the Wildcats, won't we? Cheering. Come on. No, cheering just they lose. Us,
3: just give us one more day. That's O'Brien, the master coach, going go yeah, to go with WA. They need to win. They've got to finish in front of Perth.
2: Illa and Wara. then it's all
3: set up, roll up the sleeves
2: tomorrow night, pal. And tomorrow night you'll be calling that game. And let's hope that we do wake up tomorrow morning. And the season is still alive. You will be calling that game 5.30, My State Bank Arena. An absolute sellout crowd already. And what has been an unbelievable season, no matter what the result is, whether Jack Jumpers make it, you must be wrapped to 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 be there. Flash, and let's hope we are come on,
3: come on, boys, get them going. And great course, to have Scotty Roth today; it was awesome. Was you did it was okay,
2: great, mate. It was great to have Scotty Roth on today. The Jackies are on the march. A very big week of, fo- of football, uh, weekend of football, and obviously the Jack Jumpers are going to play. We will be cheering hard for Illawarra tonight and the Jack Jumpers, and then we will be cheering on the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Flash, Another great show. Great to have you Go on Togs. board. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Up next, Captain's Run with Sam Edman. This is Jack and Flash on SEN Tassie.